Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Welcome back to VSIN's Primetime, hour number two. Presented by BetMGM. Mike Paul, nice enough tonight to sit in for Tim Murray, who's on vacation. Myself, Sean King. But without further ado, we would like to welcome in our next guest because I need him. Listen, I've always learned you can't serve 10 masters. And man, listen, I have to go to others when it comes to Major League Baseball. So a very warm welcome from Rotowire, uh, Jeff Erickson. How are you doing today, Jeff? Sean, always a pleasure. Great to talk to you and Mike. Jeff, thanks for taking the time today. I want to start off with a macro baseball question. We've, we're into spring training now, so we're seeing some of these new rules uh, up close and, and in color here. How do you think the new rules are going to affect odds making on games, and by specifically I mean totals, and then how you're going to attack your betting in Major League Baseball this year? So I, they're trying to goose offense. That's the obvious goal here by Major League Baseball. Last year, Batting average across Major League Baseball is 243. It's the sixth lowest batting average collectively all time and the lowest since 1968. They had to do something. I get it there. Uh, I, I don't think uh, it's going to have as pronounced effect as they'd hope because I think velocities are still way high. They didn't lower the mound. They didn't move the mound back or anything like that. There is a battle for the strikes, and the pitch clock will help with that a little bit too. Maybe pitchers will have a little less time to recover. Uh, but, you know, the velocity readings in AAA last year where they had all these rules in place, they didn't go down. Um, velocity readings never go down. Uh, strikeouts have, have been continually going up and up and up, and that's the biggest drag on run scoring. Not not stolen bases, not the shift. 
that is your biggest drag. So it'll go up a little bit, but I don't think it's as pronounced effect as you might think. See, that's interesting and fascinating because me as a casual observer for most of, of the early part of the baseball season, it was the shift that I felt like eliminated so many base hits, so many balls that wouldn't, you know, have gotten into outfield and move runners and gotten extra runners on base. So, so you don't think so? Oh, I think it'll, it'll, it'll help. But I think every time a shift causes the line drive to be an out or someone beats the shift, every time that happens, the announcer dutifully points it out. We notice every time the shift plays a pronounced role in our game. And it's not that they're completely eliminating the shift. They're limiting the shift. You know, as soon as that ball is released, you know you're going to see some shenanigans. You, we saw that a little bit in spring training, a little bit here, with teams moving the left fielder around. Sometimes uh, infielders moving after the pitch is released. There'll still be some of that. And, they'll take, and it's all about taking away left-handers. And I'm left-handed, so I, I, I take great offense <laughs> at this. So no. um, But I do think batting averages will go up a little bit. Uh, you're going to see more stolen bases. That's the other thing. It's the pitch interruptions, the step-offs, the lazy throws over to first base. That's what we're getting rid of a little bit there. Uh, and the pitch clock in, in conjunction with that. We saw about a 20% increase in stolen bases in AAA last year. You will see a little bit more of that. But the biggest correlation to scoring more runs is more home runs, not stolen bases. Jeff, I want to talk about two teams in the same division that practically have the same outlook from the betting market standpoint in terms of season wins and odds in the division. And that being the Minnesota Twins and the Chicago White Sox. They're basically 2A and 2B behind Cleveland in a very contested, you know, as far as the odds go, race for the AL Central both with win totals around 83, 83 and a half. Who do you have a brighter outlook for, the Twins or the White Sox this season? So I like the Twins' rotation better than I've ever liked their Twins' rotation. They have more hard throwers, more swing and miss than they've ever had. Uh, so that's a, undoubtedly a good thing. Can they stay healthy? Can Byron Buxton stay healthy and play center field? That is a massive question for the Twins uh, because we've seen a huge uh, difference between when he's in the lineup and playing defense and when he's not. It's just a huge, huge sea change difference. They tried to address that a little bit by getting Michael Taylor to give him some relief in center field because they had no other center fielders on the roster. But, I mean, Buckstrand also offensively is such a huge component of them too. I like a lot of White Sox to bounce back this year. I think, first of all, they got freed of Tony La Russa. And, you know, the guy knows more about baseball, you know, forgotten more about baseball than I've ever known. But the problem is he's starting to forget a little bit about baseball here and there. And there are some players that did not relate well to him. Lucas Giolito in particular, I think, is a big bounce-back candidate this year. I want to see a full season out of Luis Robert. I think you get a full season out of Eloy Jimenez, who lost 25 pounds this offseason. Uh, I'm actually quietly higher on the White Sox than I thought I'd be because they, they were very quiet this offseason. They didn't do a ton. Uh, they added Andrew Benintendi, who I'm kind of nonplussed by, but he does bring on base and some decent range in the outfield. But uh, they got a kid named Oscar Colas. Also, I'm really excited to see a little bit more in, out in right field, too. Yeah, I, I needed to hear that, Jeff, because I still had some open wounds from the White Sox last year, so I, I sure. needed to find some closure, so I appreciate that. I, I know <laughs> I know you're higher on the Twins rotation. With the, Obviously, you had Lopez at the top, and what can Maeda give you off a, a, a year missed after a second-place Cy Young finish behind Bieber? But which rotation would you choose to have? And it's not the Twins, obviously. They're still clearly the third-best starting rotation in the division. Would you rather have Cease, Lynn, Giolito, Clevenger, and Kopech, or would you rather have Bieber, McKenzie, uh, Quantrill, uh, Savali, or, and Plesak? Um, I'd rather have the White Sox by name reputation, but the Guardians seem to get it. 
They always get the most out of their pitchers. And don't forget about the bullpen is a better part of that, mm-hmm. too. They take, you know, Terry Francona is fantastic. We know how well he does in managing the bullpen. When you bring a guy in, I think he's really good at that. We got a, a blank slate in Chicago. We don't know how the new manager is going to handle everything there. So that's a little bit of a difference there, too. So we don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I'd rather have the White Sox, but I mean, Cleveland historically has done a better job managing what they have. Of course, I'm always interested in the AL East, being from St. Petersburg, <laughs> Florida. I'm a Rays fan. But this question is not actually just Rays specific. The Orioles really started playing an uh, improved brand of baseball towards the last quarter of the season. Boston was abysmal, atrocious. Toronto, sort of like the White Sox. A lot of expectations never really quite lived up to them. How do you see the AL East playing out? Well, I, I think I'm glad you brought up the Orioles because I think they were a fun story last year and a hugely disappointing story this offseason. Mm-hmm. They had a chance to spend big on this on a great free agent market and did not. Uh, and I, I think part of that is because a lot of their money is tied up into this in the, the TV lawsuit with Masson and the Nationals and also possible succession issues with the Angelos family. Uh, the two brothers don't get along very well. They're tied up. There's a lawsuit with, between the, mo- the mom and one of the brothers. Uh, and I think that kind of tied up some of their money's made them a little less liquid. So they didn't go out and spend. Uh, and I think they've got so much good young talent. They needed like the one big bat at the top and maybe one arm. They didn't do it. So I like Baltimore. Uh, but I think there might be, I think it's 2024. The one caveat is young teams always get there before we expect them to. They did last year. I just don't think they take that step up this year. Um, I, I like uh, I, I think the Rays did some interesting things that they held on to some players and actually got some players paid that they never usually do. Uh, like, for instance, uh, you saw Pete Fairbanks get a contract. They never pay their relievers, and they did pay him. So they gave him a three-year deal. So that, that, that's a little bit uh, different for their, their behavior. They didn't get go out, out, of, out of the market and get any big-name players or anything, but they always overachieve our expectations. Turning to the NL Central, Jeff, the Cubs bring in Swanson, Hamp, Mancini, Bellinger, Hosmer, win total set at 77 and a half. The window might be closing on the Brewers. Starting rotation is still strong. What are your out, What is your outlook on the Cubs? I actually think they beat the Brewers this year. Um, I, I, I think I definitely take the over on the 77 and a half, and I think I take them over the Brewers outright. Uh, it's a malaise in Milwaukee right now. They traded away Hader at the deadline last year. They traded away Hunter Renfro for a prospect to try to have a little bit more financial flexibility. I don't think they did a whole lot to improve their team, and I, I, that bothers me. They went, they had this knockdown, dragout fight with Corbin Burns in arbitration where there were a lot of hard feelings afterward to save $750,000. <laughs> I think that's a fight that could have been avoided. Um, Burns is having a terrible spring, by the way, too, and they need him to be a stud. Uh, so I'm a little concerned about that. So I, I, I think they backslide a little bit. Aaron Ashby's not ready to start the season either. Another big arm in their, their rotation. The Brewers seem to get a lot out of their players that are not necessarily highly acclaimed. So I will give them that. Uh, but I, I like what the Cubs did, with the exception of Hosmer and Mancini over Matt Mervis. I, I don't understand that series of transactions. Matt Mervis is a kid in AAA. He can be a starting first baseman right now today. His, his plate discipline so good. Got really strong power. Hosmer, he exudes veteran leadership. He knows how to run out all those ground balls that he hits. So this is interesting, Jeff, and this is an inside joke. I have an annual uh, Reds to win the NL Central ticket that I always play. Uh, am I just lighting fire on money? Okay, so I'm a Reds fan. Fire. You're just you're stabbing me in my soul right here, but it's okay. Uh, no, uh, it is. It, it is. Now, I'll say this about the Reds. They made some good trades at the deadline last year. Uh, they have a lot of talent. They all happen to be able to play shortstop. 
Uh, but they're, they're going to move some of those guys elsewhere. Uh, the funny thing is their starting shortstop at the big league level isn't that great in Kevin Newman or Jose Barrera, whoever gets the starting job. But Christian Encarnacion Strand is making loud contact with every single pitch he sees this spring. Ellie De La Cruz is super fun. He is like O'Neill. He, he is going to be what the Pirates want O'Neill Cruz to be. He is going to be so much fun. Spencer Sears, fun, a fun prospect. Nick Lodolo, Hunter Green. They've got some good, young, exciting names. But by the time they're good, they'll probably sell them off too. I just I look at that rotation. I mean, what are they going? They think that Louis Sessa is going to give him 180 innings. I, I, <laughs> I it's I, I don't know where they're going. Jeff, we got about a minute left. Let's turn our attention to college basketball and be in the moment. Give us a couple college basketball tournament futures here this weekend. Maybe teams that aren't the first or second choice in a league. Uh, okay. Well, first of all, I got to say, I'm a Northwestern guy. Mm. We're playing on Friday. We're not North Wednesday. <laughs> I'm super excited about that. Um, I, in the PAC 12, I think Arizona gets to, uh, get, gets, goes far in this tournament. UCLA just lost their top defender. I think Arizona's probably got some value. Uh, watch out for Wazoo. They might knock somebody off there a little bit. Um, I, I think that's one to watch for there. Uh, I'm curious to see uh, what happens in the SEC because I, I think it's just a mix of teams there. I don't know what sort, what sort of, uh, Team Alabama shows up with any given night. Same thing with Kentucky. Kentucky is playing for their tournament lives still, I think. A&M's playing for seeding, but they can't shoot. I don't know. It, it's, it's a crazy tournament there. Jeff, we really appreciate the time and all of your knowledge whenever you join us. Great stuff, Jeff. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Go Reds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> near, and, near and dear to his heart uh, are the Cincinnati Reds, and he's languished through some tough times. All right. When we come back, Puckstradamus and I We'll break down the three games on the ice tonight. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back into Prime Time. I'm Mike Palm, filling in for the vacationing Tim Murray, joined by Super Bowl champion Mr. Sean King, a.k.a. Puckstradamus. Yeah, man. And Born and raised in the heart of hockey country. Oh, yes. <laughs> Central <laughs> Florida. Petersburg, <laughs> Florida. Um got three games on the ice tonight we We talked a little bit uh earlier because i had a play on the on this first game that's the tnt game tonight between the blackhawks uh and detroit who are old uh, division rivals here stalock and net for the blackhawks huso uh in net for the red wings tonight sean blackhawks coming off a nice win Mm -hmm. uh on monday night in chicago over ottawa five nothing stalock was in goal there Vile Husso came in, come over from Detroit, has become the number one goaltender for these young Red Wings. 23-16 and 6, 2-9-3 goals against average here. Prices in hockey are these individual games, these Hard. $4 favorites, $3. I mean, you have a team in Detroit, I think it's about eight points out of the second wild card, laying two fifty. Uh, and hockey tonight against the Blackhawks. Total here is six, juice to the under, Sean. Yeah, shout out to the city of Detroit. Uh, a little backstory here. I played for the Lions 
in 06, and uh, we used to go to Chelios' sports bar mm. all the time. And this was in the old uh, arena. I went to see a Red Wings game, and this is when they scored the first goal, and they threw octopuses all on the ice. So a very unique experience uh, there. I forget the name of the stadium. Was it Joe, Joe Lewis, Lewis arena? arena? Yeah. You got it. The Joe. Yeah, the <laughs> Joe. So uh, a lot a lot of hockey culture there. They have a young team. They had a couple nice wins right after the All-Star break. They've kind of regressed a little bit. Uh, I'm taking your opinion on this. Uh, Mike likes no uh, – he likes under first period total goals. So under one and a half for the first period. Got it at plus 110. Um, I saw a plus 105 when I got it, so I'm sure you probably can still get something slightly better than even money if you want to tell that play as well. Neither team really playing for anything. I do think Detroit's trying to build some momentum with some of these young players they have. Talented but inconsistent. I'm never laying $2 with Detroit, so if you force me to play it, I'd have to go to the total, and I don't have a strong feel on that either, so I'm going to sit it out. All right, let's go to the Central Division, and we go Northwest. It's a big game here. We go Northwest. Yeah, absolutely. We go Northwest to Manitoba. The Wild taking on the Jets. The Wild have had a nice run post-All-Star break here, Sean. Have moved up to second place in the Central Division, uh, two points behind the Dallas Stars. Winnipeg right now fourth uh, in the Central Division, and right now they would occupy the second wildcard spot if the playoffs started today. They would actually take on... VGK, if the playoffs started today. Uh, Riddich was in goal the other night when they hosted the San Jose Sharks, so you'll get Connor Hellebuck tonight, a workhorse in the net. This will be his 49th game on the season. Mark andre Fleury, former Ooh. Pittsburgh Penguin, former Vegas Golden Knight, gets the start tonight for the Wild. This is a rare five-and-a-half total right. in hockey. We don't see many of these anymore, Sean. The Jets, a short home favorite of $1.45, short by today's NHL standards. If you like them on the uh, puck line, you get plus 180. Five and a half, uh, pick them as far as the juice goes on the total. Well, it's interesting because I think uh, Flory played when Gretzky did, and he's still <laughs> playing. He's been in the league forever. So shout out to his longevity. Um, this is an interesting game for me because I view both of these teams as blue-collar, meaning workmanlike teams that are going to check, that are going to play with physicality, that are going to be conservative in their schematic approach. And that's why you see the total reflect that at five and a half. I have not seen enough offensive explosiveness from Minnesota or Winnipeg to make me feel like they could threaten Colorado or Edmonton in a series. So it'll be interesting. I'm still trying to learn a little bit more about both of these teams from a big picture standpoint. Um, Jets do a good job at home, though, and the Jets are probably in a more desperate spot. Both teams, Jets and Wild, coming off of a loss. I thought... The Wilds lost to Calgary was a bad loss because they had the Flames on a, the second of a back-to-back, and Calgary's been really bad in that spot. Uh, but the Jets are at home. I, I would take the Jets in this game, you know, if you force me. But, again, I don't have any actual Puckstradamus plays tonight. But the Jets are probably in a more desperate spot because they are teetering, you know, on being in and out of the playoffs. You know, there are some teams hot on their heels there in the West. Minnesota's a little more comfortable because, as Mike mentioned, they've been tremendous overall post-All-Star break. You know, I think Minnesota has got to, to come to the mindset that Gustafson is their number one. They're still doing a straight rotation mm -hmm. with Flurry and Gustafson, a straight platoon system here. Uh, if Gustafson was in net tonight and it was the same price, I would look a little bit at the Wild at plus 125, plus 128, whatever I could find him at. Uh, not as big on Flurry at this stage in his career. He meant a lot to this city, obviously, getting that franchise yeah, him started. Him and Jesus had milk. Yes, they did. <laughs> Flurry, oh. 
He, he was old. old when he was with Vegas. He's old. <laughs> um, but uh, taking him to a Stanley Cup final. So it's a pass. I think it's an appropriately priced game, though. Five and a half, which is a rarity. And then the yeah, nightcap. You don't see that as a total. No, the nightcap tonight. Uh, talk about two teams not playing for anything. The Anaheim Ducks will be in Vancouver taking on the Canucks. The thing of interest in this game is Thatcher Demko back. You know, when we've we've talked about the struggles of, of Vancouver this year and, of course, Bruce Boudreaux getting fired before he was really fired and then fired and Tockett waiting to get off TNT and taking over the team. Another bad team, a 250 favorite at home here. Uh, the Ducks goals uh, ratio, their minus ratio, goals for, goals against is, is top five all time. They're on a pace to be here. A really bad team. Demko back in net tonight. I'll probably watch this game just to see how Thatcher Demko looks. Yeah, it's interesting because I made some money off of Vancouver. I think it was on Monday. Uh, surprisingly, Nashville was a seller at the trade deadline. Mm. So I was like, okay, internally, those guys got to be feeling like, okay, we punted on the season. So I want some money with Vancouver. I do think I'm going to be able to win some money moving forward with Vancouver, but not as a minus $2.50 favorite. Never taking them because they've been sellers as well. But I'm not back in Anaheim in this situation either. So uh, as you mentioned, uh, now you gave me a reason to maybe glance at the game, but uh, I won't actually from a betting standpoint, be involved simply because these are two teams, not a lot of motivation in this particular situation. But if you do remember one thing, I do think we're going to have some opportunities to cash some tickets with Vancouver as the year goes on. You know, they made you sweat on Monday. They night. did. They, they gave up. They were up three to one with, I turned the game off. All of a sudden I looked back, they were in overtime. I was about to put them <laughs> behind the red tape. I had Toronto last night. They were dominating the game. And then all of a sudden I turn it, I, I, I go to get some tacos on taco Tuesday and they're down. And I was like, oh, my goodness. But uh, leave it to Austin Matthews and crew. They came through. I'm, I'm, I'm a real big believer of Toronto in the regular season. And the auto fade come playoffs. Yeah, they just haven't done it. You got you got to you got to <laughs> you got to see it to believe it, right? It's a little bit like Purdue in the, in the NCAA tournament. Very too, true, right? I mean, you haven't seen it. I mean, even Gene to think Gene Caney never even took a team to the Final Four, and Matt Painter's uh, failure. Can I say a, this about Purdue's basketball program? Mm -hmm. Whenever, and if you're listening to this on radio or you're watching this on TV, if anybody ever asks you who the greatest college basketball player ever is, always put big dog Glenn Robinson in that conversation. He was one of the best college basketball players I'd ever seen. So it's interesting that even with him, Gene Cady and the Boilermakers never made it to a Final Four. He had some top 10 teams in the 80s, and, and they just never got there. Let's get some updates here, Sean, on these tournaments going on. Halftime uh, in the Big Ten tournament um, at the United Center in Chicago, and it's all Buckeyes. They entered the game as a two-point favorite. They're doubling up the Badgers, Sean, 36-18. I mean, this is a terrible performance <laughs> for Wisconsin. I guess NIT, here you come. NIT's in Vegas this year, do I hear that, instead of New York? Uh, is that right? If I'm the not final mistaken. Four? No, the NIT. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the final four yeah, will I be. I think so, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. We've had some great basketball here, including I'm hoping UCLA makes it to the final. Uh, maybe maybe it's Saturday, at the Orleans. Maybe Saturday night we'll go see uh, UCLA and Arizona in a Pac-12 final. You've got Texas Tech money line. Is that yes, what you Texas did with Tech Texas Money? Said they're yes, up early. Texas Tech money line, uh, straight bet. Yep, they're under 12 timeout. Texas Tech 15, West Virginia 11 right now in Kansas City. North Carolina 11-point favorite in this game. They need a deep run in the uh, ACC tournament here to have a shot uh, at going dancing, maybe being in the first four at Dayton. Currently leading Boston College 18-10. to 10. We talked about UNLV earlier. They forced overtime 
in that game against uh, Air, Force. Air Force. Britton Hess and his plus seven, <sighs> where dogs go to die. 78-70, they lose by eight. The Air Overtime, Force Academy. man. It's just the deathbed of dogs. Uh, you had Colorado earlier on your ticket. They beat Washington the first round of the Pac-12, 74-68. And you had Pitt. Pittsburgh. Yep. They, caught, they win against Georgia Tech, 89-81. Earlier today as well, Wake Forest wins on a walk-off three against Syracuse. And who else walked off? Jim Beheim ends his 47-year reign as head coach at Syracuse. Second all-time winningest head coach in NCAA history. Good luck to Jim Beheim and congrats on an incredible career. All right, up next... We're going to make a little phone call out to the East Coast and talk to Thomas Gable, the director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VSEN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and the better-known Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19. That's right, $19. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into VEASAN Prime Time. I'm Mike Palm filling in for the vacationing Tim Murray, alongside Super Bowl champion, Mr. Sean King. Absolutely, man. Happy to be here. Very excited to talk to our next guest as well. Friend of yours. You guys started oh, in the business way back when. They were <laughs> writing tickets in pencil. They were. I mean, we were downstairs in the basement of the Borgata when it opened. We didn't know each other then, but then it all came full circle with the Lombardi line. I'm speaking of none other than Mr. Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director at the Borgata. Isn't this past your bedtime, Thomas? Uh, well, no. See, this is this is really a, what a great night this is for me. Three big things happening. I get to share a show with you, Mike, and of course you, Sean. Uh, one, that's one number one. Number two, I get to watch Patrick Ewing's final game as head coach of Georgetown <laughs> in just tipping off in a half hour tonight, uh, and hopefully uh, Rick Pitino is on his way uh, after tonight. And then. Uh, we got Jim Beheim's last game ever uh, also tonight. So that was that was an unexpected treat today to see him ride off into the sunset. You didn't hear that they extended, Patrick? They gave him a three-year extension. No, uh, don't, don't say that. I'm really praying for no deep run here. In the big <laughs> tournament, Sean, please. <laughs> Thomas, let's talk about the Action Conference Tournament Week. What's it like out there at the Borgata? I, I, it's, it's good. I mean, it picks up uh, certainly – Today and tomorrow, this is when uh, it really starts to pick up handle-wise uh, for us in the conference tournaments. Um, so, you know, it's uh, the smaller conferences, uh, I'm sure, kind of the same way at, at Circa, not nearly as heavily bet with the public. Uh, a lot of the, the betting public who kind of just turns their attention to college basketball after the Super Bowl really aren't familiar with those smaller conferences. So they tend to lay off and 
But now once you get into uh, the ACC and the Big Ten and the SEC tournaments and the Big East, that's that's when uh, the public starts to get more involved and uh, handle uh, comes uh, comes uh, with it. So, uh, you know, tonight we're uh, have a, actually have a decent-sized decision on this Boston College-UNC game going on right now. We're going to need uh, Boston College to keep it within the number, it looks like. Is betting there? I know it, it's it's the, the no pro team in Philadelphia, but is it as parochial as with football? Um, do you do you have liabilities? You know, generally, I know Villanova isn't what they were at one time when Jay Wright was there, but do you get those home teams there in Atlantic City? Uh, not not as much with basketball. Um, I, I mean, you do get some. You get some with the Big Five teams. Uh, and certainly, yes, when, when Villanova was kind of at the peak of their powers, uh, you, you were typically taking a lot of Villanova money, and you always have liability on them. But, um, you know, with Jay Wright gone, uh, and Nova's kind of, uh, you know, had a pretty middle-of-the-road season for them in the Big East, uh, it, you know, it's not so much. It's not so much where you're worried about the local teams as you are necessarily in football. Uh, or on the, the professional side of things, um, college basketball. I mean, it's just a big, it's a big, big market in the Northeast in general, and so is the NBA. Just basketball in general is is very big in this part of the country. Uh, much like you know, you find college football uh, down south. Uh, college basketball is huge in the Northeast, uh, but it's not necessarily. You're not seeing the the locals betting on their particular school. It, it's uh, it, it's much more wide open than that. You know, Thomas, in your second life, you've been become famous on the Lombardi line and on Vison for your Des Moines plays, which is your maybe off the beaten path college basketball selection. So you've come on at the appropriate time with all these conference tournaments underway. We still have uh, a number of games to tip here tonight. What have you got for us? Uh, well, I actually gave uh, uh, Patrick Maher still bothers me for plays uh, <laughs> daily, so I uh, I tend to send uh, my plays to him, and uh, I gave him actually the the over in um, uh, Texas San Antonio and and Rice tonight. Uh, Rice certainly not uh, a good uh, defensive team at all, and I know your uh, your friend Amal Shaw is uh, not very high on Rice. Uh, in particular, just as a team, he, uh, so, uh, that was, uh, one of my plays that, uh, I gave Patrick today. And, uh, also I, I am leaning on the over here in the, uh, the FIU game, uh, that gets underway in a little bit tonight. What, uh, actual numbers did you get on both of those games? Uh, Thomas. So the, um, uh, the rice game, I don't think has moved, uh, from this morning from when I, uh, when I got that this morning, let me just pull up uh, my number here for that. Um, the the FIU game was at uh, 142, and uh, the Rice game, I can't find it on my board now. It's uh, uh, the Rice game was 153 and a half. I think I got 152 and a half on the over. Thomas, what are your biggest liabilities as far as the NCAA tournament? I was going through ours here the other day, and I was surprised, a little bit surprised. Our two biggest liabilities are UCLA and Miami of Florida. 
Well, uh, we actually have some liability on Miami, mm. and uh, they're actually our biggest liability for the ACC tournament. Um, they're not. I mean, Houston is a is a bad result for us, um, even though they've been one of the favorites uh, basically all season. Uh, they have the most tickets written on them. They have the most handle on them. Uh, so they're not a good good scenario for us. Uh, St. Mary's is, uh, we have liability on them, but our worst case scenario is actually Connecticut. Um, and, you know, we, we took some early money on Connecticut when, when they got, they actually, you know, shot out of the gates this year. And then they kind of had that mid season swoon, been looking a lot better lately. Um, but yeah, they're, they're our worst case scenario, um, by far. That was all those peaceful listening to Amal Shaw early in the year when he was he was touting Connecticut back when they were sixty to one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and listen, I I think when you look at the Big East as a whole in the conference, the top of the well, I should say the top of the conference. You know, when you have UConn, Xavier, Creighton, Marquette, I I don't think probably either of you guys would be surprised if you see any of those teams necessarily make it to the Elite Eight. They're they're all capable. Uh, of, of making a deep run. Uh, now they all have some flaws. Uh, UConn's probably the strongest of the bunch, but uh, the way I really like this Marquette team, uh, I really like them on offense. Obviously, they're they're not as sound defensively as the others there, but um, they can they can score with with anyone I think in the country. You can still get a decent price on them. Uh, you know, they're still sitting around twenty five to one for the tournament. Yeah, I got him at twenty-eight to one last week. Ooh, um, I, I added him, and my portfolio isn't big. Thomas, how do you handle the NFL draft at uh, Borgata? Have you opened up your draft props yet? Uh, no, I have not. I try to hold off as long as possible. I know most of the other books in Jersey have had them up for quite some time. I just, uh, I'm sure, as you know, Mike, <laughs> with how volatile that market is, it's uh, you know having exposure at bigger numbers and uh you know plus the other thing you have to remember i i I look at it this way what's the limits that people are actually getting down at this point on the draft i mean if i can only offer you know a couple hundred bucks of that i don't really see the point in opening it yet i i tend to try to hold off until march madness is over uh to put those markets up and you know we'll have a full complement but it's something i try to hold off as long as possible uh, just because it's so volatile if we had our druthers, we wouldn't book it at all, Thomas. And and yeah. I, I agree yeah. with your point about if you're not going to let a guy bet a nickel or a dime, why even open up, open up the market? It's just you know, it's 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 in a measure as almost a, a amenity to the players that we put it up. But we feel exactly. we you know we have no shot of winning. Get no shot. <laughs> no, no, and that's that's the way you have to look at it. You have to look at it as, as that. You know, you, you're more than likely going to take a loss on it. Now we were fortunate the last two years. We we actually made a little bit on the NFL draft, uh, but uh, you go in thinking you're going to lose, and uh, it, it's something you kind of just put up there because a you know your competition is doing it, and you you want to you know stay up with the competition, and and b you know you let the players have it uh, you know have their event, and it's the same thing with the NBA draft. You know the drafts are just they're tough to book and they're tough to win. Thomas, you know the drafts all analytics. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thomas, thanks for the time. Good luck with the Rice and the FIU overs tonight. Great stuff, Thomas. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, my friend. You don't think there's science behind the draft? Oh, come on, Mike. That's a bunch of pump faking. We'll be back. (laughs) 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my day. day. <laughs> Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's chill mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the chill collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. King on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. 
Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to VEASAN Primetime. I'm Sean King. Mike Palm graciously sitting in for Tim Murray tonight, doing an excellent job to give you some updates. Uh, Mike Palm loved the under one and a half goals in the first period of Chicago and Detroit. I tailed him uh, about 13 minutes. It looks left, still a 0-0 game. Hopefully we can get that one to the end of the first period as a low-scoring, only one goal or less contest to update some basketball. A lot of guys came on the show today. Uh, mm-hmm. Jim Root um, and uh, Jeff Erickson and like Wazoo. Mm. Wazoo opened uh, as a 12, closed as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. They handled business, winning 69-52 to 52 over the Bears of Cal. Wisconsin was in a must-win situation. Looks like they're going to the NIT. It's Ohio State is up 23 big ones, 43 to 20 early in the second half. North Carolina in a must-win situation. Thomas Gable from the Borgata said that they need Boston College to cover the 11 closing number. North Carolina currently up 39 to 23, uh, getting towards the end of the first half. Uh, I was talked into taking Texas Tech tonight <laughs> on the money line. Uh, the one thing about Texas Tech, and I bet them previously, they're terrible to watch. If I mean, My advice is if you're going to bet the Texas Tech Raiders in men's college basketball, just make the wager and go do something else. They trail West Virginia by six currently. So a lot of things going on in the college basketball landscape. Conference tournaments just beginning. Some teams playing in the hopes of making a run and getting into the March Madness Tournament, which will give them a shot to win a national title. Some teams just playing out the string. Very interesting trying to find angles with which to waver, uh, wager when it comes to the conference tournaments. Well, that West Virginia-Texas uh, Tech game was an interesting one because with Mark Adams uh, being suspended from the team, the head coach, which way do you look at it? Uh, Jim Root tended to look at it that it was a relief, that there were other issues besides the the biblical quote about <laughs> about masters and servants. Um, but you also look at the distraction to the, the preparation. Obviously, the game's still in the first half and still within reach here. Uh, I want to ask you, Sean, because I have a pretty strong philosophy, especially in-game, about monetizing bets. So mm-hmm. let's say, for instance, we bet $500 on the Red Wings-Blackhawks first period under plus 110. You get to this under 14-minute timeout right now, you know, you're probably looking at plus 135, 140 on the over. You can make a winner out of the ticket right now. Admittedly. You, you could lock up a winner. Yeah. You could wait till it gets to a half and 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 try to go over a half and hit the one and middle it. I'm always a big believer of don't lose any money on a bet. Right. So, but this game's gone pretty well so far. I like the flow of it. 
Maybe we could try to get to the under eight minute timeout and then look at if we want to go over a half goal and try to hit that middle and win both ways. Yeah, it's been a little sloppy on the defensive mm-hmm. side by both teams. Uh, it very easily could have been two goals scored, but the goalies have made two tremendous saves. So that's one thing I'm always looking for early in a hockey game. Let me see what the energy level looks like. Are guys really checking in mm-hmm. the corners or are they getting back on defense? And I can always kind of tell. Those first couple shots on goal, if the goalie, you know, was hydrating last night or if he was in the (laughs) hotel room getting some good rest. I look at shots on goal as well, too, especially if I haven't bet a game pre-flop and then I want to get involved in a game maybe with a full game total or a second game, a second period total. How many shots on goal were there? I mean, there's periods where these teams only have three or four shots and they're not generating any opportunities uh, at all. And I tend to then look also, the game might be 0-0, but it was 18 and 17 shots on goal. I don't really want to get involved unless I'm going over in the second period. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of nuances to in-game betting. Um, I try and get involved as much as possible. A lot of times uh, in a situation where you have these massive favorites in hockey, Mm -hmm. I'll wait till the puck drops and then hope that the dog scores first. Mm -hmm. And maybe I get a little slightly better number on the money line, especially if the favorite, you know, falls behind 2-0 because that's the worst lead in hockey is 2 goals you know at, at, when we got to the all-star break there had been more three goal leads blown that resulted in losses up to the all-star break than there had been in any full season in the nhl so far so talk about your in-game opportunities it is two goals three goals and even four goals now we're seeing last he, night uh, on the show i gave out pittsburgh. pittsburgh pittsburgh was down four goals to none versus the columbus jackets and uh, i tried to get our uh, one of our, our production guys sean uh to, to back me and go with me and he didn't you know because <laughs> You know, sometimes, you know, those guys think they know more hockey than Puck Shadamas, but they learn. They learn, Mike. They um, Just follow me. So, uh, Pittsburgh had done this multiple times this year where they had fell behind three-plus goals and come back to win. I don't know what it is about those scenarios that bring out the best in them, but it's very interesting. They kind of have been that team. I think, was it Saturday? They scored five goals in a, in a f- six-minute span against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, they can, they put they, them up quick. When they get hot, they mm-hmm. get hot. Absolutely. And it's weird because their guys are old. Sydney, Malkin, like those guys are old as Fleury. If I'm the Bruins, I don't want to play Pittsburgh. You don't. I do not want to play Pittsburgh. Absolutely not. Sound, right? Yeah, you probably think you can out-physical Pittsburgh and put them in some situations that favor you, but uh, they're definitely going to make Omar uh, be at his best. Yeah, I'd rather, you know, Florida's making a little run. I'd rather match up with, for my ticket, I'd rather match up with the Panthers this year who right. are, who are more challenged defending and... Uh, and then they're so inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Yeah, like they're, they're, very yes, in- they're Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, and Bobrovsky, the big contract, I don't think it was worth the money there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and they bring, I think they've missed their window. I think two years ago was their chance, and they kind of blew it. Then last year, they, they fell apart, and I think their window's closed. The problem with that window is that window looked right into Tampa Bay. You're it right. looked right into Amelie. And, and uh, so the window, I don't know if it was ever open. Right. Just because That's of true. the division they're in. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd rather be a Panther fan than a Ranger fan because if you're a Ranger fan, that's got to be extremely frustrating. You, you go out, you get Patrick Kane. It's not going to matter because you're in the East this year. Well, what's wrong with Shesterkin? I mean, he, I mean, I, he definitely looks like he's been doing a whole lot of hydrating this year. He's he giving up some soft goals. He had never given up four goals in three straight games. He just gave up four goals in five straight games. I, I knew that was an issue, Mike. They had a stretch where they played on a Monday and didn't play till Thursday, and then he sat. And I was like, something's going on there. I haven't been able to figure out exactly what it is, but he's definitely not playing at the level he was last year. No, and so even with their acquisitions, I mean, I like a lot of their offensive players, but if you don't have 
Shesterkin, who you know we thought was a top three goalie after last year. I, I don't think they can. They may not even be able to beat New Jersey in the first round. It'll be a fun series. <laughs> I know that New Jersey's definitely going to put shots on goal. Ohio State continuing to run out Wisconsin here. Uh, they've extended their 18-point halftime lead to 23 now it's with 13 minutes left to go. Well, here could be the good thing for Las Vegas since the Final Four is at the Orleans. If they can put together a few games, they'll be playing at home. They'll be a top top seed in the NIT. Uh, Wisconsin brings people out You're here. Right. Tell me they're they're going to travel well. They come out when they – whether they're playing in the Las Vegas Bowl, the Rose Bowl, anytime they're out in the Southwest, they come into Vegas. I thought <laughs> I thought New Orleans, the Orleans last night was uh, the home court of the University of Gonzaga because, I mean, they brought the, everybody. I mean, and that's a private school. What's their undergrad? Eight, 9,000? Tops. Jesus, <laughs> they brought everybody in the state of Washington. So some teams just travel really well. You're right, Minnesota's one of those teams. It'll be great for the city. If we can, well, with the Badgers, they're going to bring, yeah, bring a lot of people. It's, I don't think anybody cares about the quality of the actual game. Bring a bunch of people down here. Have some beers, right. have some fun. Come walk down Fremont, <laughs> stick your head in Circa. Telling you, it's a slot machine here for you. You've got to find it. And it don't matter. It don't matter what the temperature is this time of year. That's to the Midwest people. If it's 50 cool. degrees, it's pool weather. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and for, interestingly, uh, it's been rather cold in Vegas, Mike. I mean, it got cold in October. It's still it got beautiful for a couple of days. Yeah. Now it's going back. It's supposed to be gorgeous this weekend. It's nice. It's going to be 73 yeah. and 76. In February of the 28 days, 21 of them were colder than last year. So yeah. you're right. It was not a great weather month. It wasn't. Then it snowed like three, four days. So I was <laughs> like, man, Puxodamus should love this, but I don't. Yeah, it won't stick, though. I, I hope it will stick so my kids can make snowmen. But, you know, it hits the ground and it's wet. But nobody can drive in it. What, it's what, like what's, Fernando. What's the guy that uh, was suspended from Texas Tech? Uh, May? Uh, Mark Adams. Mark Adams. If yeah. he's in the building, uh, I hope the coach asks him to come yeah. back. Because uh, <laughs> as they go to have, Texas Tech is down eight. Tap on the glass and tell Jim Roop, shame on you. He did it to you. <laughs> he did it to you. I was trying to talk you into the other side, so I laid off the game. Right. All right, when we come back, we'll recap all the top news of the day, as well as Dr. Eric Eager and Nick Bogdanovich. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference 
in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.